This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.orapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is Mr. Matt Nuccio, the president of Design Edge. How are you, Matt? Doing well, Corey. How are you today? Really good. For those listening, Matt has behind him an array of awesome toys and artwork and stuff like that. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that and, and a little bit about your, your background? Sure. Well, let's talk about my background and my background, huh? So we <laughs> down on backgrounds today. Exactly. Um, you know, a bunch of the stuff you see behind you is stuff that we've designed the packaging for and the product for. And some of it's you know, so there's some vintage stuff, a few things that, you know, way before my time. So they're up there just because I like <laughs> like a right above my head's a vintage Mego action figure from about 1977. Wow. But, but, you know, like the Run DMC stuff and the Blues Brothers and Animal House and even some of the Pog stuff up there, you know, and Spider-Man. Actually, this one's great. This is a factory mistake. If you can see it, that's that's a She-Hulk package with a Spider-Man in it. Oh, how cool. <laughs> very, so, and my understanding with collectibles is mistakes are very valuable. Is that is that the case? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least, you know, we try to make it seem that way. Like, hey, it's very valuable. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, right? <laughs> you should thank me. I just increased the value of that <laughs> by having a typo. <laughs> well, tell us how you got into the toy business. This is really interesting to me. Sure. So I grew up in the toy business. So my father started in the toy industry in the late 1960s, working for Ideal Toys, which was a you know, big player in the time. And then he he bounced around to a couple of companies and, and ended up at one company called the HG Toys, which was like the king of dress-up stuff. And, uh, and you know, they did everything, you know, like chips, sets, and, and Dukes of Hazard. And my personal favorite is Serpico. They did Serpico. I'm like, which kid wants to <laughs> the other cops want to shoot, right? This is <laughs> But it was Planet of the Apes, all that, you know, cool stuff from the 70s. And he was there pretty much from the year I was born until about 1987 when they got sold and he didn't want to wow. move to New York to Chicago. So him and my mother, who's an illustrator and a former art teacher, started Design Edge as a package design firm out of the garage. I was 14. It was computers. I was cutting Ruby Lift and laying down, you know, register tape and <laughs> the old school way of, of doing packaging. And, you know, and then if you fast forward, you know, that's like 30, geez, 35 years ago at this point, you know, we've grown to be one of the main players or definitely as, as an outsource to the, the toy industry designing for packaging for Spinmaster, Hasbro, Mattel, Goliath, wow. uh, all the main players, you know, it's, it, I can walk into any target or Walmart or Barnes and Noble and find something that we've, we've done, you know, that's, you know, current. So we've worked on some, some really, really big stuff. And on top of that, we also design product and engineer product and we build prototypes. And, and I have since in 2004, I opened offices in China and we manufacture toys for companies all over the world. Wow. Okay. So you manufacture the toy as well. Yeah. And, but in addition to that, we, we manufacture packaging for lots of people. And my favorite sure. joke because it's true is that my clients range from Hasbro to Hooters. 
Because uh, <laughs> and we supply takeout packaging for Hooters. So if you're getting a bunch of wings and leaving there, that that's coming from us. And we do a lot of uh, coffee boxes, you know, all over all over the country, and a lot of takeout food stuff and stuff for places like Restaurant Depot and and the Haynes brands. We we're supplying packaging to worldwide. But, you know, we're primarily known for toys and we're big players in the toy space. What a fun industry to be a part of. And I think behind you, for the people just listening and not watching the video, there's a lot of thermoform clamshell kind of toy display things that you would very commonly see in a Toys R Us or a Target. Is Has there been a change recently to a more sustainable option for that kind of a toy? Yes, of course. So a lot of stuff, you know, some of the stuff you see is, you know, 20 years old, uh, you know, right. it, was, it was different <laughs> back then. And you can, you can see, and then you, a lot of PET, you can actually see a few of these are turning yellow because <laughs> of the, because right. of the PET is starting to biodegrade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's totally, you know, we're, you know, like every, like every other industry, we want to shrink our, our footprint. We also want to keep our marketing strong. So it's more and more, you know, board options and, and, you know, we're tying things down, not with plastic straps, but paper straps and yeah. lowering the footprint and whatever we can to be as creative as we can. But, you know, but toys packaging is a is a huge part of it. And it's it's it's, it's very required. You know, yeah. it's not like the gift business where you can just make something look really pretty and hope it sells. You know, it's, it's it requires big marketing. We have to make billboards that, you know, kids are going to run past it, you know. 20 miles an hour as they jet across the toy section and, but they have to be able to stop and be like, Oh, what's that? And, you know, so we've got a lot of noise in that space. So it's, it's hard to, it's hard to compete. I've often been asked something a little bit outside of my scope of knowledge from people that find out I'm in the packaging industry. And they, they often ask why are toys so hard to get out of the packaging? Can, Can you speak to that for our audience? Sure. I mean, it's really just, it's a matter of IQ. <laughs> I won't. I, I can take it out of the package gonna... in two seconds. So I'm sure you can too, but you know. That's not going to be my answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Actually, it has less to do with the package design process as it does to do with drop testing. Okay. You know, trust and me, so... we don't want to secure it that tight, but it's, 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 it's going to, you know, pass drop testing. It's, it's, that's just the way it's going to be. And for the people listening and watching, the drop test is so when a third-party lab tests the product to see if it meets the requirements for anything from safety to just you know being able to stay together through shipping. Right. Uh, one of the things that they do is drop testing, which is essentially, simply put, they climb a ladder and they drop it. <laughs> and if it doesn't, if it breaks out of its position, it fails drop test. So it has to be able to do that because you remember a lot of toys are coming from overseas and. Uh, those container ships take quite a beating. And then, you know, even if you mail it through Amazon, it's going to take quite a beating. And if you've right. got a box with a window in it and the product, you know, firm supposed to be right there on display and it's now ripped out of its out of its position, you'd probably be more upset that you're giving your doll, your daughter a doll that's that looks like it just passed out drunk in the corner of the box opposed to untie it. There's a fine line between capabilities and sustainability. Yes. And I think you're exactly right. Customers, consumers and brands and designers and all of these people involved with packaging are still going to want their product to be in pristine condition. I mean, how many times have you seen someone pull something off of a shelf and 
put it back and grab the one behind it because the one on the front has a, a dinged corner, even if it's something that we're doesn't it doesn't matter, <laughs> like a food product or something that you're going to eat. <laughs> Not myself, though. I go to the supermarket. And I look for the dinged cans. <laughs> like, well, good for you. Thank you for solving that that issue for the. For I feel the like country. I'm paying it forward to my fellow packagers. <laughs> but yeah, but you are you're 100 correct. And also, you know, toys have a lot of try me features, and those require right. windows. And again, if it's if the product moves, the try me spot is not going to be aligned. So now you can't try it. Right. Very true. And such an important part for a, a young person or an older person to, to test a toy before they buy it. Can you tell us something that you've seen that you're impressed with as far as sustainability goes? So can you tell us like maybe a new material or, or some kind of a new line of toys that you thought, hey, that's a good idea? I have noses so against the glass on this stuff, right? <laughs> I'm looking at it. I mean, I've seen trends, you know, that, that have come around. I, I kind of like where a lot of people are going with foil bags. Oh, yeah. I think that's that's come a long way. There was a time when it was if you suggested putting so, a product in a bag that you'd be laughed at, you know, right. and even to this day when people ask me, uh, you know, what I want to, if I have a suggestion for p- packaging, I joke around, I go a poly bag with a header, you know. Yeah, right. But, but traditionally that's considered the most budget type of packaging. Yeah. So, but now foil bags, resealable. We've done some for some Unilever and Procter and Gamble products that that are a target that just, they look fantastic. They print really well. That that foil backing really makes things pop. Yeah. And there are advances to being able to recycle those. Yeah. And there are a lot of LCAs that will tell you that that is the, the lowest carbon footprint for, for packaging. So I think people need to understand that we got to look at the big picture here. And if, if you're only using half an ounce of material instead of three ounces, that that can translate into major, not only not only carbon footprint reduction, but a cost savings for the company that's selling and the consumer that's buying. Yeah, and educating the consumers to to accept this style of packaging and realize it's it's the norm going forward is, is a major step. You know, when yeah. I first entered the toy industry, the big joke was if you couldn't make the product good, you made it big. i like that's very accurate for 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 gifting people want to buy something large yeah Yeah. and get the get the feel of the perception of value right Mm -hmm. but that's you know that's becoming less and less the case because it's harder you know the the footprint it, it it matters you know but we also have this big problem when it comes to toys we can't you know you've got the the amazons of the world versus the the targets of the world we can't condense a toy into the smallest possible footprint possible for that allows for cheap shipping because you're going to squish the product. Right. right. So it still needs to be on the, on display, you know, and for many reasons and not just so the consumer would want to buy it, but speaking to my background and my literal <laughs> background, right. it, it could be on someone's shelf for 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. They're collectibles. Right. Which is a, a very important thought when you're talking about, you know, sustainable, meaning you, it, you need it to sustain, you need it to live a long time. And I think that's the other side of this coin. So well said. Do you have like a favorite project that you've worked on or, or a memorable one that you thought, 
man, I'm really proud to be a part of this launch or this toy is is really awesome or something like that. I do and I don't. I have I have things that I just I'm just associated with that I just like at this point. I used to be like, oh, I'm sick of talking about that, but then it just becomes, <laughs> it just becomes part of the, the the lore, like 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 I'm like I'm like known in my neighborhood as the Tickle Me Elmo guy because guy because I worked on Tickle Me Elmo, you know. But I'm like, <laughs> so long ago, like we've done so many cool things since then, and I'm often asked by people like, oh, what's some cool stuff you're doing? But the, the reality is, most adults don't know what's going on in the toy world. I can tell them an a, an item that's selling millions of units right now, and they'll have a blank look on their face like right. you know, totally. what you're talking about i'm like it's the hottest thing you know and it, it's ridiculous and you know and you know it, it's funny like that's just pop culture in general like you know i i also i study drawing at a, a school not too far from here which you know i've been doing my whole oh, life wow. that's years. really interesting and then my instructor who's world class a gentleman by the name of robert zeller he uh you know he was talking to me he's like so do you work with a lot of celebrities because I had, I was late in one class because I was with some celebrity, and I'm like I'm like yeah you know oftentimes they want to they want to do toys or or we're making a toy of them, so he's like so like what's what's like one that you've done more recently that that I would you know I would get excited about my kids and I'm like well we just did a whole thing with Post Malone, and he had no idea who Post Malone is, <laughs> and, <laughs> right he had like Texas daughter who like totally like busted his chops for like not knowing who Post but to my point. A product or a game or a toy can be just as popular as say post Malone is to right. a certain genre, and yet nobody knows that it's you know, even some other people don't even know it exists. But we've worked on pogs, we've worked on tickle me Elmo, we've done action figures of and collectible vinyls for you know countless celebrities and brands, tons of board games. You know, we've been nominated for Toady, which is toy of the year, something like I think it's like five times at this point, which is which is you know, the, Congratulations. the word of, 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 of toy design, and as well as Taggy, which is like the Grammy. We've gotten nominated for those a bunch. Never won, though. We always get nominated. Although, <laughs> I guess technically I could say just being part of Tickle Me Elmo, that won. But I didn't design. I only worked on preliminary sketches and, and stuff for that. You're but the yeah. you're the Susan Lucci of the toy business. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> For those listening that are younger than four years old, she was a actress in soap operas. Soap operas back in the day, and and didn't win until her twelfth nomination or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so, something something crazy like that. It's but never it's too like, late for you, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> but we've also incorporated. This is something cool. I should actually bring. We've also started trying to incorporate the toy in into the packaging more, so the package becomes the play. In fact, we got nominated for Toady. For a package we did with Fisher Price two years ago, where it was for Imagine X, which is those little the little action figures. For, it was the Gotham playset to which the the box turned into a Gotham playset. Oh, I love that! That's awesome. Reusable packaging. Yeah. So, and we've done some other stuff where, like, doll boxes, where the box becomes a stage for them to perform, or the box becomes like a cool closet with a, you know hundred pairs of shoes in it, and like you know. <laughs> you know so we we were trying to more you know make the, you know the classic you know you know buy the toy and the kid plays with the box. We're like, yeah, we hope so. Right. <laughs> and that is a that's a perfect example of how packaging can can be more user friendly and more interesting and actually help sell a product. I've got a a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old kid. And they're always talking about things like that. Like, this is really neat. This Barbie does this, or this Pokemon does that. And it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Well done. 
I love it. <laughs> so one more quick question. What is the United Inventors Association Toy Hub? Oh, great question. So I sit on the board of the United Inventors Association of America, which is the world's largest inventor advocacy group. So we we advocate uh-huh. education, nonprofit, born out of the United the USPTO in, in the late 80s. We hold shows all over the country. I just recently moderated Shark Tank panels at the National Hardware Show. Cool. Uh, so the Toy Hub is something that I put together because I'm on the executive board of the UIA to which we could focus particularly on the needs of the toy industry. So what toy inventors are doing and what toy inventors are should be educated about. And so I got all the all the top brass from Mattel and Hasbro and Spin Master and and and, and, the, and the likes to sit on a board and, and we're making educational videos and we're writing content and building it all out. It hasn't it's been announced, it hasn't been officially launched yet, but a lot of stuff's in the works and it's all free. Oh wow, that's amazing. And and the intent is to help protect the inventor. Is that yes. is that what they I'm hearing? Off, they don't get ripped off from scams or they know the process to doing things and they you know, they they know what to expect, and you know what whatever we can do to to help them. You know, the UAA does some fantastic work in in many genres. You know, toys, but we also have people working on you know water filtration for third world nations. Like you know, we're we're you know, it's any Incredible. type of yeah, it's it's a pretty cool organization. And you know, besides designing product and packaging, we invent we we represent inventors to major toy companies. So we do a lot of that. It's a fascinating world that you work in. Yeah, I love, you know, it's 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 one of those things. I was actually talking to a friend about this the other night. That that if I won lotto, I I wouldn't quit my job. Yeah, well, now that is an incredible statement, and kudos to you for finding a, a passion and turning it into a job. That's that's very rare in this world. Yeah, yeah. well done. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you, Matt? Sure. They can, you can email me at matt at designage.net. You could also go to our website, which is designage.net. But for some particular reason, people really like to reach out to me on LinkedIn, which you can just find me. You know, I'm sure my name is written in the description, but you know, I, I get a, a pretty decent following on LinkedIn. So yeah, please like and follow me there. I'll put all those links in the show notes so people can easily reach you. Thank you so much for your time. I, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Landsberg Aurora, for sponsoring this podcast. If you're listening, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Stay tuned for more. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging, innovation, and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.